Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi everyone, I'm Stephen Peters. And I'm Dr. Rob Zammett. And welcome back to The Doggy Pod, your one-stop podcast for all things dogs. And in all things dogs, in this episode, we're going to tackle one of the biggest questions people ask about their dogs. Drum roll, please. Why do dogs drag their bums along the ground? Yeah, yeah. This is kind of our bum episode, if you like, because we're also looking at why some dogs don't mind having a bit of a snack on dog poo, and how often, yes, and how often does your dog fart? And we'll talk about other interesting habits that dogs have, like eating grass and, of course, vomiting afterwards. And we have two celebrity dog breeds this week, a Labrador and a French Bulldog. Of course, you know the other name, Stephen, for a Labrador? What, a lab? uh, What? A canine eating machine. And our special celebrity guest this week is news presenter and ex-60 Minutes reporter and all-round good guy, Peter Overton. He's married to our special guest from last week's show. You may remember Jessica Rowe. So you'll hear a slightly different side to her dog stories very soon. So it's, as always, a -a chock-a-block show, but um, before we get into it, what's been happening at the clinic this week, Rob? We had a very, very sad incident at the clinic this week. A dog came in, and fortunately we don't see as many of them as we used to back in the 70s and 80s. This dog was hit by a car, Stephen, and all because the owner chased the dog. See, the dog got out onto the front garden, and the owner called it, and the dog just looked, didn't move, she told me that. She, so I raced after him. Of course, that begins a game for the dog. And so the dog ran a bit further. So then she chased more, and all of a sudden the dog was out on the road and hit by a car. Teaching a dog to come when it's called is probably one of the most important things that we should do. And chasing after them is a game. They run away. Make sure that you get your dog used to one word for it to come back to you. What I always do when I'm feeding my dog no matter where it is, I, I stand a few feet away and say, come, and then put the food down. And, and when it gets here, good dog, good dog. And when it's out in the garden, run the opposite way. And the dog will chase you and say, come, come. And the dog's learning that that word means 
come to me all the time. Teach your dogs, teaching your dogs to come can save its life. And certainly in that situation where it can get out onto the road, it would have. Thankfully, the dog didn't die, but he's going, undergoing a lot of surgery to put him back together again at this stage. Broken femur and also some problems with the pelvis. But we'll get him back in one piece. And hopefully, I'll train the owner how to teach the dog to come when it's called. And the other thing, of course, is that it's traumatic for whoever was driving the car. Oh, very much. Yeah, very yeah. much so. People forget that. It, 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 awful. Hitting a, a, an animal on the road is an awful thing for anyone to have to undergo. Okay, while we're talking about training, um, our quiz question this week is, what is the most common training command taught to dogs? Is it stay, beg, sit, or dance? Anyway, you'll find out a little bit later, but let's get to the bottom of today's episode, and that is dogs dragging their bums on the ground. Now, mm. I'm, we, I'm, all of our dogs do it from one at one stage or another, and they sometimes do it at embarrassing times. But um, <laughs> why do they do it, Rob? Well, I mean, one reason is just dermatitis. If they get inflammation, they'll rub their tummies along the ground and they'll rub their bottoms along the ground just because it's itchy and it's nice to get out on the grass. The problem is most dogs are also that are allergic to things are allergic to the grass. That makes things worse. That situation is not as common as one of the other reasons that they drag their bottoms along the ground, and that's anal glands. Now, we've talked about anal glands before, Mm. haven't we? Well, it's the second worst job we have as veterinarians. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the worst job just yet, but the second worst job is having to get rid of the anal glands or at least express them, as they're called. Don't know why we call them expressing. They're not expressing anything. But you have to squeeze them sometimes. See, dogs have these two glands. They're situated around the bottom at if a clock, if you like, at 4 o'clock and 8 o'clock. And these glands get filled with very thick secretions. But the the opening going from the gland to the outside part of the bottom is very small. So sometimes they become blocked. Commonly they become blocked. People say it's due to diet, feed more fibre, and they'll try feeding bones, and they'll try feeding pumpkin, all sorts of fibrous things, and they still get impacted anal glands. They get impacted with this secretion that's very thick and very smelly. So what we have to do as veterinarians when we see that, we put our gloves on, and sometimes a mask because it can be very smelly. And we have to squeeze these two glands. They're just almost, they can be up quite big, uh, like marbles in that area. You have to squeeze them and get the secretions out. Not a delightful job, and it smells. So if you want to do it yourself, buy yourself a whole lot of gloves. Um, Put your glove on. Good to use a lubricant. The easiest way is to just try and feel where the actual uh, marble is the actual anal gland and squeeze that and see if you can get it out not easy to do and people say it just ain't worth it mate i'll get you to do it uh, so <laughs> i'll happily pay you that. to do absolutely that one, so Dr. you have to express Rob. them and some dogs i have some dogs that come in once a month because they build up so many secretions and can't express it now there's one more reason of course the dogs scrape their bottoms along the ground worms not ah, as common yes. these days because people tend to give monthly heartworm prevention treatment and mixed with that is an intestinal wormer. But there's uh, a couple of things to think about. Make sure you are worming your dog on a regular basis. When there is water around, a lot of rain about, 
more worms come to the surface in the ground and your dog has more tendency to pick up worms. And then there's another thing that happens. If your dog gets fleas, they get tapeworm. Common tapeworm of dog is carried by the flea. So if your dog has fleas and you get rid of the fleas, don't forget to worm your dog for tapeworm. Finally, right throughout Australia and it's seen throughout the world, there's a worm called zipper tapeworm or spirometra, if you like, that's the technical name. But zipper tapeworm, Stephen, it's one of these really long tapeworms. I don't know if you ever heard as a kid those old tales about people having worms pulled out of them and it's long as anything. Mm. They're true, mm. my friend. Those how, how, how long, are we, how long are we talking? Well, there was a schnauzer that lived across the road from my clinic that in, a little bit of worm was sticking out of its bottom the owner quickly grabbed some gloves and started pulling this out. Mm, now, this it's is not going to end well, is it? Oh, it's a little miniature schnauzer, and it filled up a big Macona coffee jar with the worm. With one worm? One long worm. So if you're out with your dog and it does start rubbing its bum along the ground, don't be overly concerned. Is that, uh, is that the best response at this yeah. stage? But if they do it a lot, maybe? But, well, don't be overly concerned, but do something about it, because if you don't, and it's an anal, an anal abscess forms, it's going to cost you a lot of money and it's causing the dog a hell of a lot of pain. Now, also, dogs tend to eat some seriously weird stuff. And right at the top of that list of weird stuff is they eat their own poo or other dogs' poo. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, yeah, you're not going to believe the reason for this. Yeah, I'm really keen to kind of know, but at the same time, I don't want to know. I'm going to have to tell you, I'm afraid now. So one of the reasons that they do it is that uh, if they're lacking something, they will recycle, believe it or not. If your dog is lacking vitamins, uh, it may want to do that. Or if it's lacking enzymes in its own digestive tract, it's not digesting its food properly, it will eat poo to try and supplement its enzymes. Uh, the other reason I'll do it is just because there's a lot of vitamins in poo, a lot of B group vitamins. Now, that's not how I get my B group oh, vitamins. So we all should be having a bit of a snack, huh? Yeah, no, I don't think so. And nor should my dogs because then they want to come up and give me a big kiss. So mm. that's not going to happen. I prefer they get their vitamins the normal way in their diet. Make sure you've got a balanced diet if your dog's doing that. And then they'll just do it because it's a habit that dogs do. How do you stop it? Really, that's the big thing. If your dog's on a good diet, has plenty of vitamins, uh, hasn't got worms, because that's another reason they may do it, make sure that your dog's well wormed and uh, is digesting food, it's not losing weight, then it's just a habit thing that's happened. The best way to stop it, I find, believe it or not, is add a slurp of unsweetened pineapple juice to its food. That, in 90% of cases, stops that happening. I guess it makes the poo taste terrible. I'm not sure, but I've never tried it. I don't know who found that out. Go on, give it a go and let us know how you go. No, not me. So unsweetened pineapple juice, if that doesn't work, then hit the road and try and find chlorophyll deodorant tablets. Chlorophyll deodorant tablets, add that to the dog's food, and that really does stop them um, all the time. I've never had any problems with that. It's not going to stop the dog eating other dogs' poos. Just make sure he doesn't have access. If you have two or three dogs in the house and there's only one dog that does it, I'm afraid they're all up for the unsweetened pineapple juice in their food. They don't mind it. How much do you give? It's empirical. Just a a nice little slurp. 
Uh, it usually comes in a can form, unsweetened pineapple juice. Put it into a Tupperware container, leave it in the fridge, one slurp for each dog every day. That usually does the trick. Okay, I'm sorry, everybody, if anybody happens to be eating their dinner or having a snack whilst listening to this episode, but we need to talk about it. We need to get it over and done with. One other bum-related thing I just wanted to ask was, do dogs fart? Oh, yeah. Boy, some dogs can clear the room, boy. They certainly can. And, uh, in fact, it's good to have a dog there because if you accidentally do one very silently, you can blame the dog. Uh, (laughs) I think I've done that a few times. I'd say so. The poor dogs get blamed for it all the time. But they do it themselves too. So what makes them do it too much and a bit too smelly? Um, Often it's in the food that we give. Certain canned foods, I'm afraid, do seem to produce a lot more gas than we'd like to. So be careful of what food you're giving. Make sure you've got the right level of fiber um, and the right level of proteins, etc., of carbohydrates. One thing that you could do if a dog tends to do it all the time, no matter what you feed, add some charcoal tablets to his food. You can pick up charcoal tablets at the pharmacy, the chemist, or health food store. Even supermarkets have charcoal tablets. Add those to the food. But the first thing I would do is look at the food you give, change it. If it's still happening, go to charcoal tablets for sure. That will help reduce the odour quite a lot. Good. Thanks, Rob. Now, that's it for bums, everybody. It's safe now. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about our uh, celebrity dog breeds this week, and there's two of them. One is a chocolate lab by the name of Hank, and the other is a French bulldog, uh, very popular right now, called Pepper. And they are owned by actress uh, and uh, producer Reese Witherspoon. Now, um, you mentioned labs earlier, Rob. Oh, yeah. they, they, they're a bit on the tooth, are they? Oh, they love their food. Labradors are fantastic with their food. And that's one of the big things. You know, the longest study ever done in science is feeding dogs. And it taught us what we already knew, of course. Uh, if you keep them on the leaner side, They'll live longer with less veterinary intervention. Never get your dog fat, even if it's a Labrador. Labradors do have a tendency to do it. People, of course, will say, oh, no, when you desex them, that's when they get fat. When you desex them, the metabolism slows down, so slow down the amount of food you give them. It's not so much the exercise, Stephen. It's really how much food is going in the front end as to how fat they'll get. The other thing is if you make them too fat, and Labradors, as I said, have a tendency to do it, you will bring on the propensity for bad joints, which, again, Labradors can have. A good breeder with Labradors will have the mother and father x-rayed and pass with good hips and good elbows before they breed them. They have great temperaments. We know that. We see them in all sorts of things. And they can be good guard dogs. Uh, In Vietnam War, Australian soldiers actually took Labradors in there as uh, protection as well as bomb dogs. Labradors are utilised all over the place as guide dogs, bomb detection dogs, uh, sniffer dogs for drugs. They do all sorts of industry. Their natural thing is to retrieve. They are a Labrador retriever. So if you buy one, the one thing that you do want to do is you know, get it to retrieve a ball, take it to a park. You can use the, a ball and a tennis racket. It'll retrieve it for you. It's great exercise for the dog. And it's good industry. The dog is doing what it was bred for. It was bred to retrieve. It's doing that. It's fulfilling some of its needs. We forget that dogs have needs, not just food and water. They have other needs as well. And industry or 
job for a dog is very, very important. There you go. Thanks, Reese Witherspoon, for uh, supplying our dogs for, for today's chat. It's now time for our celebrity chat of the week. This time it's with TV presenter, newsreader, and journalist Peter Overton, who, by his own admission, is more of a cat kind of guy than a doggy person. But that changed recently, and Rob chatted with Pete a couple of days ago. I'm the only male in the house. We've always been cat people. I know we're talking dogs, but we've got beautiful Daisy the rag doll, and we've got uh, Violet the British short hair. And right. they always wanted a dog. And I was, no, no, no. We've got the cats. That'll do. Because I knew, as every father will tell you, that you do the contract with the children where they say, we'll look after it, we'll clean up the poo, <laughs> we'll clean up the wee, we'll feed it, we'll walk it. Who is doing all of that? For me. <laughs> Dad. Um, yeah. So anyway, I relented. I, I just the, the nagging and the pest of power won. So um, I just said to Jessica and, and Allegra and Giselle, our girls, it's your, it's your baby, so to speak. Go and find it, research it. And they... They chose a multi-shih tzu, Rob, and uh, she's a beautiful little dog. And I, I again, wouldn't show any outward um, affection or love to this dog because I had to make a point that I wanted the cats, not the dog. But during COVID, Rob, um, in the early days, I was doing bulletins, national news bulletins, 9 o'clock at night, sometimes 10 o'clock at night, and we were doing massive numbers because the hunger for information was insatiable. Mm. It was all new to us. And when we bought this dog, Jessica did everything right. We put it in a little, um, we'll call it a cot. I don't know what, it's a special animal thing that cost a fortune like most things do when it's like (laughs) a boat or a car or something. And uh, and I said, well, we'll get a baby monitor so we can hear this thing because it's like having a newborn. So we can hear, hear, hear Daphne and, you know, we'll get up at two in the morning. Well, I won't. It's all yours and you get... So I get home one night about midnight and Daphne's, Daphne's uh, in her bed and I lean down for getting the baby monitors on and I'm going, oh, Daphne, don't tell anyone, but I really love you. You are so beautiful. And I'm nuzzling into her and patting her and just saying what a great little friend you are to us all and chatting away and she's licking my face and it was just fantastic. And then I creep upstairs to get into bed because everyone's asleep and Jessica says to me I've just heard that entire conversation on the baby monitor Peter (laughs) 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 which is rather good because you know psychologists will tell us that people that uh, don't like dogs are sociopaths and we know you're not so that proves (laughs) to the world (laughs) can I say one thing though Rob I did get home one night and I was so tired from work late and the dog was yapping and wouldn't go to sleep Jessica also heard me giving the dog the rounds of the kitchen on the baby monitor as well. Well, well yeah, <laughs> you, you, discipline is important, whether it's child or, uh, or or puppy. It's the same thing. You've got to you've got to train them. Yeah. So you you take her out walking and doing all that now as well. Look, I, I'm part of the team. I I will give credit <laughs> where credit's due, and maybe I over egg the pudding at the start. But Jessica and Giselle are amazing with Daphne and. Yeah. And I, I do enjoy going for a walk with Daphne. But, uh, Rob, I'm, I'm staggered at what a walk entails. Sometimes we'll be gone for an hour, but we've only gone about 15 metres <laughs> because of the, her insatiable 
um, desire to sniff every blade of grass or just to drop down onto a tummy like an all four paws splayed out just watching the day go by. It's, <laughs> it's been wonderful, actually. Um, and I tell you what, Rob, you, you suddenly meet a whole lot of people that you've walked by in the past where you say good morning and they don't say anything back to you. And suddenly they want to talk to you because of this beautiful little dog on the end You've of the got loop. A dog. <laughs> yeah, should have got one years ago. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> and and it, it brings the best out in children too, doesn't it? Look, Giselle, um, our 11-year-old, has an extraordinary love and devotion to animals. And in the mornings when I come down and Daphne is uh, ready to rock and roll, I unzip her um, the flap on her little pen and she takes off like a ball bearing out of a slingshot she just doesn't give me a good morning or anything she just flies down the hallway up the stairs and then <laughs> on the carpet she sort of fishtails to the right and goes into Giselle's room and oh. just just gets up on the bed with her and goes it's like the, the the energizer bunny or whatever it was the Duracell bunny well like a battery company I can't remember but just goes the the relationship they have is a joy to watch. And I love mm. that about, you know, man's best friend has never been more true than having a dog in your own home and seeing the incredible bonds this dog forms by a two-way street. The love you give obviously comes back at you. If you're cruel mm. to an animal, it won't come back at you. It'll be, I would imagine, they'd be scared no. of you. But the Correct. love is, is wonderful. And I've, I've realised with cats that you are, staff to your cats you, <laughs> you you serve them and it's Very on their true. terms at all times whereas the dog oh wow yeah. i mean I, i'm going to give you an exclusive i will publicly declare my love to daphne on your podcast rob right oh, now fantastic there is a public declaration because i haven't been able to say it out loud in front of people but um i just think the companionship and and my favourite moment really is seeing the joy it has brought to Giselle, the our 11-year-old. Yes, yes. Um, I think that I've got a photo on my phone. I snapped it yesterday morning. Um, Giselle was dead to the world in bed and Daphne had flung up the stairs and gone under the covers and put her head on the pillow with Giselle next to it. And it was just the most beautiful photo that I looked at for some time yesterday. You know, when you're sitting, I was sitting in a waiting room to go to see the doc. And I just was staring at it, thinking, God, that's just, that is mm. priceless. That is, that is yeah. what You can't buy it. You cannot no, buy you that, can't. can you? No. no. Thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast. It's been great talking to you. It's a bit, quite an honour, actually, having you in our lounge room every night and that, talking to you uh, on this. It's fabulous. Thank you so very much, Peter Overton. Thank you, Dr. Rob. I've, I've really enjoyed chatting to you this morning as well. Okay, one other thing I just wanted to talk briefly about in today's episode was why do dogs eat grass? We see them eating grass all the time. Now, it strikes me that there's nothing particularly tasty about grass and they usually have a bit of a munch and then throw up straight afterwards so it doesn't look like they're enjoying it overly either. So, Rob, why do dogs eat grass? Mm, grass. Now, look, we want to be very clear about this. We're talking about the grass that's out there that you mow, not the other sort of funny grass, because... You... Well, you've had dogs that have come in here after eating the other grass. Oh, yes, they do. They uh, get into someone's stash of 
marijuana. What sort of neighbourhood do you live in, right? Well, I think they come from your area. I'm oh, not okay, sure. maybe. <laughs> but yeah, no, they will. Uh, they get dogs will eat all sorts of things, and I have had dogs that have eaten marijuana and those cookies. I'm not even sure what they're called, but I know they're. Hash cookies, that's right. I thought knew I'd remember the name. Never tried one myself, but I've had dogs that have tried them and they think, hey, man, what's going on here? So we've got to watch out because it can depress their respiration and make them very ill and can kill them if they eat too much of it. Just be a bit aware of that. Now, normal grass, dogs should eat grass. The dog has a very shorter intestinal tract than we have, much shorter intestinal tract, and they have some differences in their... Uh, liver or biliary system if you like now the the bile duct the gallbladder pushes out bile and dogs can build up too much bile in their stomach and things and they want to get rid of it so they eat a lot of grass and they bring up this thick white froth or very often yellow froth which is bile that's how the dogs get rid of bile of course when we see a dog vomiting and eating grass the old wives tale is oh he must be sick he's eating grass because people associate eating grass with vomiting and they associate vomiting with being sick Uh uh-uh not so dogs will vomit if they eat something they think you know i didn't like the taste of that they'll just barf it up no problem at all um they're classic at doing that but they'll certainly bring up excess bile when they've got that they'll just bring it up by eating a whole lot of grass rather than passing it through discreetly we do that we pass it through our intestinal tract Dogs do the other. They bring it up the other end and just bring it up normally. You do want to make sure that the dog doesn't have a liver disease if he's doing it often. So a trip to the vet might be uh, in order and you might need a blood test to make sure that the liver is healthy and in good condition if your dog is doing it frequently. Some dogs do seem to enjoy it. I have one dog, honestly, I think he's half cow. He gets out there and just grazes away and just let him go and enjoy it and some comes out the other end. Okay, we're almost done on this episode, but we'll just uh, finish up with the answer to the quiz question, which I think probably most people would have a good guess at, and that is the what is the most common training command taught to dogs? Is it stay, beg, sit, or dance? What is it, Dr. Rob? Sit, Stephen, sit. I'm sitting, I'm sitting. Good boy, good boy. There you good go. Good Okay, thank you very much for listening to this episode of The Dog Pod. Uh, We've enjoyed bringing it to you as always. And uh, we look forward to catching up with you next week. So, as always, if you enjoy The Doggy Pod, make sure you're subscribing. Better still, get another couple of people to subscribe. We need that to keep this show on the road and make sure you're having a barking good time. We'll see you next week. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.